0: Right. well good morning everyone. Welcome to Chapel Grace on this uh, Memorial Day weekend. We invite you guys to stand with us. We're gonna sing, this is Amazing Grace. Who breaks the power?
1: Who breaks the power? King above all kings Yeah, this is amazing grace This is unfailing love That you would take my place That you would bear my cross I sing for All that you've done for me Brings our chaos Who brings our chaos Back into order Who makes the Orphan a son And daughter The king of glory The king of glory Who rules the Conquered the grave. Worthy, worthy is the lamb who was slain. Worthy is the king who conquered the grave. Worthy is the lamb who was slain.
2: Worthy,
1: worthy, worthy. You lay down your life Then I would be set free Oh, Jesus, I sing for all that you've done for me Jesus, I sing for Oh, Jesus, I sing for all that you've done for me
3: here we're so glad you guys are here whether it's your first time here or you've been coming for the last hundred years we're just happy that you're here so um, I just wanted to welcome you and I'm just going to go over a few of our announcements um, really quick Um, don't forget um, Tuesday this Tuesday CMS uh, Kalinga Middle School their eighth grade promotion is going to be happening um, in the quad there at seven o'clock Um, So make sure you go and cheer on those kids and um, just congratulate them for their accomplishments. And the same with um, Huron Middle School. um, Theirs is on Wednesday, June 1st at 7.30 at um, Huron Middle School, their quad. And then on Thursday, June 2nd, um, our high school graduation will be taking place um, there in the stadium at 8 o'clock. Um, so just, again, make sure you're there just to encourage these guys. They've worked really hard for this, and, um, and just encourage them as they become an adult. <laughs> or as Courtney said, I'm still not an adult, even though I'm 22. <laughs> um, and then don't forget we have Vacation Bible School coming up, um, and that is July 25th through the July 29th. Um, And you can go ahead and register online. That's available now at chapelgrace.com backslash VBS. So make sure you get on there and register your kids. Um, And also, if you'd like to volunteer for that week, we'd love to have your help. So just let us know. Um, And then the ladies' retreat, the women's retreat is coming up September 16th through the 18th. And you can sign up for that now as well and start planning for that in September. Um, And so let's just continue to worship our Actually. Lord? Actually. No. <laughs> Actually, Jared.
0: So like Kelly said, next week it's graduation, it's promotion, and so uh, on this Sunday, we've got our, our faces up here. Some of them are out, are out here, and I see you guys. So Sean, you want to come on up? Connor, you want to come on up? Brooke? Sharon, you want to come on up? We got a couple of our, our eighth grade promoters and uh, high school graduates in the room with us this morning. We're proud of you guys. And Matthew, Matthew's here. Let's give it up for Matthew. And Nicholas is here. Awesome. I didn't see you guys. Glad you came up. So we just. Uh, we just want to take this time, guys, because we are, like I just said, we're just extremely proud of you. And uh, this is a big step, big step for you. Even in eighth grade, going to high school, you know, you're gonna have a lot more uh, independence and responsibility. Is someone else here? Natalie. Natalie. Where's Natalie? Natalie, come on up. Come on up. We got Natalie Lawrence here with us this morning too. We knew it was gonna be kind of early, like right after our first song, but we're like, let's 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 give them a moment. Let's give them a chance. So we are extremely proud for you guys. You guys know uh, Jeremiah 29 11. For I know the plans I have for you says the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. We truly believe that. God does not promise life to be easy. He doesn't promise your plans to go exactly how you'd like them to. But he does plan to work all things together for your good and his glory and so we're really excited, and we just want to pray for you guys, if you don't mind. As a congregation, we're going to just pray for our 8th graders going into high school, and for our high schoolers. We got three high schoolers. We got Natalie, and we got Connor, and we got Sean, and they're graduating. Sean, where are you going? West Hills, Sean's I went to West Hills. Anytime someone's just like, oh, I'm West Hills. No, I met my wife at West Hills. I saved a lot of money at West Hills, and I figured out what I wanted to do with my life at West Hills, so, I mean, and, and you get to spend more time with family, so, and then after that? Still working on that one? No military? Oh, okay. That's what I thought. All right. Well, let's pray. If you guys would, uh, just as a sign of us praying, if you guys would just you're comfortable, extend your hand out towards our students. Father God, we, uh, these students are yours. They've, they've always been yours. I'm thinking of the parents. Uh, I can't help but feel kind of like a parent in some way, like I, I'm losing my kid. Um, we're letting them go, but they're in your hands. Jesus, you told, uh, you told your father that uh, just as the father sent you, so I send them and that's just a cool picture that, that they are being sent from where they are now. Maybe it's to the high school campus. Maybe it's to college. Maybe it's to a, a, a specific job. But they're being sent by you to that place. Maybe they're being sent for someone else that's waiting for them to speak into their life, speak truth, and, and love on them in their life. But maybe someone else is being sent to them too. It's just cool to take a step back and see the big picture that you've, you've got them completely in your hands. Help them uh, be at peace when they're anxious. Help them when they're thinking about their future and they don't know what's gonna happen, that you're already there. You're already in the future. You hold it all and you know it all. And I just pray for our eighth graders going into high school, Lord, that they would continue to seek after you. Our high schoolers as well continue to seek after you. You have a great way of, of using everything in our life to point us back to you, to point us back to our great need for you. And we thank you so much for your faithfulness, God. And we love you and we praise you. Again, we will continue to pray for our students as they go on in the next couple of days and and beyond. And they can always come back to this church family. And um, we love them just as they are. Success, things not working out, oh man, they are so valuable in your eyes and in our eyes, and uh, you've got great plans for them. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give it one last uh, round of applause for our eighth grade promoters and our high schoolers. That's it, guys. That's it. You guys can go sit down. So you see how they're taller than me, most of them? Yeah. Thank you for bearing with our transitions. We're going to continue to stand and worship. The song is Battle Belongs, the battle belongs to the Lord. We fight our battles on our knees. We fight our our battles in prayer.
1: the battle you see my victory when all I see is the mountain you see a mountain moves and as I walk through the shadows your love surrounds nothing to fear now for I am safe with you. So when I fight. So when I fight, I will fight on my knees with my hands lifted high. Oh God, battle belongs to you. Every fear I lay at your feet. That all belongs to you. And if you are for me, who can be against me? Jesus does not. But you seen empty too. So when I fight, I will fight on my knees with my hands lifted high. Oh God, battle belongs to you. Every fear I lay at your feet. I'll sing through the night. Oh God, battle belongs to you. nothing can stand against the power of our god you shine in the shadows you win every battle nothing can stand against the power of our god so when i fight i will fight on my knees with my hands lifted high oh god The battle belongs to you. Every year I lay at your feet, I'll sing through the night. Oh, God, the battle belongs to you. The battle belongs to you. I will call Incline your ears to me anew And hear my cry for mercy, Lord Were you to count my sinful ways How could I come before your throne Yet for forgiveness meets my gaze. I stand redeemed by grace alone. I will wait for you. I will wait for you. On your word, I will rely. I will wait for you. Surely wait for you. So put your hope in God alone Take courage in His power to save Completely and forever one word, I will rely, I will wait for you, surely wait for you, till my soul is satisfied. come to make a way, and God himself has paid the price, that all who trust in him today find healing in his sacrifice, that all who trust in him today find healing in his sacrifice. I will wait for you. I will wait for you through the storm and through the night. I will wait for you. Surely wait for you for your love. It's my delight. I will wait. I will wait for you. I will wait for you through the storm and through the night. grace. Oh, to grace, how
2: great a debtor,
1: daily I'm constrained to be. Let thy goodness, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee. Prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God and seal it seal it for thy courts above all else I adore your name above all else tune my heart to sing your praise above all else above to wander. Prone to wander Lord I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart Lord. Take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. Here's my heart Lord. Take and seal it. Seal it for thy
0: Amen. You may be seated.
2: Well, good morning, Chapel Grace. Reminds me of a movie when you say, good morning, Vietnam. It's not, not a great movie, though, so don't watch it. Just kidding. Um, You know, this is one of those days, you know, I've told you before, I think God's going to do something amazing. And I thought that before I came in, and then I prayed with Noray, and I really don't know what he's going to do. But I know that we're all here for a purpose, right? And today, I didn't have a video to play so much specifically for you, uh, but we do need to take a little bit, a few moments here to uh, remember all those who went before us. Um, All those who sacrificed their lives so we could be sitting here today. There's a lot of people that have done that. There's a lot of people that served the military, but today's remembering those who sacrificed something so that we could be free today. Um, I I personally know a few people who have died in battle. And, uh, Lord, it's not easy on the family when it happens. It's a sacrifice on the family's part just as much as it is on the person who went and died and uh, fought. So I want to take a few minutes to remember them and uh, pray for them. Pray for the families, not them, because, you know, they're... Passed already, but for the families, and uh, just thanking God for what He's done for us this morning in our prayers and all the things that He's going to continue to do. Um, I guess I just want to say, do you got, do you know anybody, or have you had anyone in your family that served or that knew or knew anyone that passed in in their duties uh, serving the country? If that's you, just raise your hand so I can see. Almost a a lot of people. I figured I'd see a lot more than that. Maybe you're just a little bit unsure that you should raise your hand or whatever. But my own dad served. He didn't die in the military, but uh, he died as a result of serving in the military, if that makes some sense. He got some things in his lungs when he was uh, serving, and it kind of ended up being his, his demise, I guess you could say, in the very end of it all, but he lived a long life. So, well, not 62 years, that's long enough, I guess. But um, anyway, that's not about me and my dad, it's about those who served and gave a great sacrifice. Reminds me of one other person who served us and gave a huge sacrifice so that we could all be free. Can you think of who that is? jesus christ so it goes together so today's memorial day it's about remembering things so let's pray and talk to the lord about that father i just want to thank you for this morning thank you for giving us a mind to remember and even if there's some things that we forget god that you bring them back to our remembrance um lord 9-11 comes to my mind a lot of people decided to serve serve in our military because of 9-11 uh or maybe even previously but lord um when we remember things, sometimes we remember them in, in a different way. And so, Father, I pray that you would take that little shade away from us and let us see the truth of what we should be remembering. Lord, I, I know that there's a lot of things out there that, uh, that are said and done and about the past, about our history. Father, I pray that we would see our true history and not let it be tainted by anything. Lord, history is just that. It's history. It's something for us to learn from. Lord, we have a history with you. We have a history with others. We have a history in the place we live and a history with those around us and, and all of that. And so, Father, may we learn from everything. May we grow from all those things that, we learned, that we've seen and done. And, and if we repeat it, God, would you remind us that we repeated it so we can erase it and, and not do it again? But help us not so much rem- erase it from our memories, but to erase it from impacting us and hurting us in, in a way that we can't serve you. Lord, thank you for all those men and women who died in the military for us, who died in service. God, if it wasn't for them, and I do believe that they were, they were guided by something other than themselves. Lord, many of them leaned on you. If they hadn't done what they, did, they had done in past wars all the way up to present, Lord, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be sitting here today, I don't think. Lord, it's impossible to remain neutral when it comes to the fight against evil. May we continue to fight evil and be on the side of, of good, you, on, side, on your side, always, always, always. Lord, and as I'm thinking about this, the battle goes on in Ukraine. And I pray that, that, that good will, will uh, win over evil. Good will win over bad. Lord, that the, the evil ones who are in the in a part of this are going to be vanquished. Lord, we, love, we all live in great peril every day of something. So help us to remember that, and help us to lean on you in those times when we, when we tend to forget, and uh, God, thank you, thank you, thank you for our military that our men and women who have died for us. And I am going to say for those who serve today, in Jesus' name I pray, and we all say Amen. a little longer of a prayer than normal, but I want to tell you it's good to have Navy's Papa, Dad, right here with us, in case you guys were wondering, and you remember Navy. Um, she's not here, but uh, his wife passed a little while ago, his wife Holy passed, and so he, uh, we're his family, and we love him very much. And so if you get a chance to see him today, if you, if you know him, go by and give him a big squeeze and tell him you love him. And uh, if you don't know him, just do it anyway because he's a great man. <laughs> so uh, I just want to make sure I said that. Thank you. And uh, tell you guys that he was here. Uh, anyway, uh, Kelly also asked me to mention tithes and offerings because he forgot to mention it today. So if you, have, if you can want to give, you can just give in the back, and you can either you know, give $1,000 to each of your pastors or um, that's what happens when you start having me ask for it. Anyway, I'm just kidding. There's a box in the back right there. Or even easier, you can start. You can give online digitally, which is uh, just as easy. Uh, it all goes in that kind of thing for us anyway. So we need to kind of have it there. What I mean is it goes in digital, in digital form for us to be able to keep track of it. Um, yeah. So today is Memorial Day. How many of you guys have a flag on your, at your house? And yeah, probably just about everybody. Mine, I need some help. Mine keeps wrapping around itself. It drives me crazy, But, and I'm too short to get up there on the ladder. I'm going to fall right off it. I can't do it now anyway. Fix it. But the flag is there to remind us of something. What do you think? Don't you think? When you see the flag, what does it make you think about? A lot of people today have changed that into a political controversy. But it's really simple. You look at it, you look at the sacrifice people have made for us to be able to a sacrifice for what that flag means. For goodness and for for those of us who can serve and be and do, it's a big deal. And I think that we need to understand that, you know what, we need to remember all the things that have gone on in the past. Why we have this flag, even before we had this flag, even before we, we, uh, we sang the national anthem, before any of that. A lot of things had to go on, a lot of things had to happen. In fact, we have to go all the way back to the nation of Israel to remember that, because you know what, history has a way of repeating itself, don't you think? If you don't believe me, then just kind of, I'm going to lean back, because every time I go like that, it gets really, like, loud. But it has a, it, it, it's done, it, it. we've repeated history throughout the centuries, and there's lots of reasons for that, um, but we're going to talk about Daniel today, you know, and if you don't know where the book of Daniel is, now I'm going to give you a little bit of time to open up to the book of Daniel. If you can't find it, go to your chapter to the very, view, I had to do it, I'm going to be honest with you, and look at your table of contents, because this is a different Bible than what I usually carry around, so... Uh, in full disclosure, I left my—I uh, was had a uh, ice pack on my knee, and I left it on top of my Bible when I went home the other day, and it soaked my Bible. So I had to say, I gotta find another Bible quick. So anyway, I have a paper one, still one I have. It's good. Uh, anyway, so open your Bibles to Daniel, and like I said, go. It's going to be—you can look in here. It's—it's it's right after Ezekiel, which is a big one, a big Bi- book, of the Bible. But Daniel is right there. It's almost—that's almost near the end of it. But anyway, just look in, If you can't find it, ask somebody next to you to help you find it, okay? All right. So today isn't so much about remembering uh, our history uh, as far as America. I mean, it, my message. It is today Memorial Day weekend, but it's, uh, it's about remembering history. And I want us to think about that for just a minute because there's some things that come along uh, that, that we're, were paralleled on the book of Daniel. The book of Daniel... Uh, kind of kind of describes the destruction of, of a culture that we see, and the same thing's happening today. Our culture is in serious trouble. Uh, if you follow culture, you understand that there's some, there's some uh, trends and things that we go with. I think one of the biggest ones I don't like is the, the influencers on YouTube and, and all of that stuff. Some of those are good, but some of those are, are not good. And they cause us to think in certain ways, and they just don't have... I don't know how to describe it, but I do know there's a few, there's there are several on there that are just as good, so maybe I should say I don't like influencers, I, like the, I don't like the ones that lead us in the wrong way, does that make sense? Um, because we need, to, we need to compare everything to what the Bible says, and I know you're gonna, right now you're going to think, well, there's not everything in the Bible that blah, 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 yes there is. Everything that's happening today has happened in the Bible, everything, uh, and I've said this before, I'll say it again. Uh, Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new. It's been experienced throughout America, about not American history, throughout human history. It's been experienced. And so I want to talk about the perils of those things. Perils is, is a great word because I, I, I'm into like, anybody else watch Star Trek or Star Wars or anything like that? Yeah, me too. I love it. Uh, but So the peril is like one of those things that they, Captain, we're in peril! We're in peril, right? Just means that something bad's going to happen. So the peril of neglecting history, you understand what that means? Like, we just kind of, there, there's, a, there's a, a movement to rewrite history right now. Did you guys know that? There's a movement out there to say, let's redo history so we can fix it and make it the way we want it to be. I don't agree with that. History should stay what history is. Because when you rewrite it, what's going on? You're, you're, yeah, you're falsifying, you're neglecting it big time. You're making it fit today rather than where it was. And how do we learn from that? We can't learn from what the past is unless we know what the past is, truthfully. So let's open our Bibles to uh, Daniel chapter 5. Is everybody there? They're like, and if there's, they're going to be on the screen behind me, but I also think there's a value. Do you have it in front of you uh, with the word written? If you don't have it, it's no problem. Uh, no problem at all. I've been there, done that. But uh, I want to make sure that we read this together, and I'm going to read it from the NIV, so... Whatever you have there, hopefully I matched up there because the difference is the new NIV and then there's the NIV 1984 edition. There's a few words that are different. So if you see some different words, that's probably what it is. All right, so verse 18. We're going to start in verse 18. Your majesty, the most high God, gave, you, gave your father Nebuchadnezzar sovereignty and greatness and glory and splendor. Uh, let me give you a little background. This is Daniel speaking to the king, uh, Belshazzar, B- Belshazzar, And he did some crazy things that we're going to go through today. But he did them because he neglected some things. So Daniel is sitting here and he's going to tell him, this is what you're doing. This is what's wrong. And he said, because of a high position, uh, he gave him. So Nebuchadnezzar, that is. um, All the nations and peoples of every language dreaded and feared him. those, Those the king wanted to put to death, he put to death. And those he wanted to spare, he spared. And those he wanted to promote, he promoted. And those he wanted to humble, he humbled. But when his heart became arrogant and hardened with pride, he was disposed from his royal throne and stripped of his glory. He was driven away from the people and given the mind of an animal. He lived with the wild donkeys and ate grass like the ox, and his body was drenched with the dew of heaven until he acknowledged that the Most High God is sovereign over all kingdoms on the earth and sets over them anyone he wishes. Let me say that again until he acknowledged that the Most High God is sovereign over all kingdoms on the earth and sets over them anyone he wishes. But you, Belshazzar, his son, have not humbled yourself, though you knew all of this. Instead, you have set yourself up against the Lord of heaven. You had had the goblets from his temple brought to you, and, you, and your nobles, your wives, and your concubines drank wine from them. You praised the God of silver and gold and bronze and iron and wood and stone, which cannot see or hear or understand, but you did not honor the God who holds in his, his, in his hand your life and all, all your ways. That's a pretty serious thing what he's saying to Daniel, or Daniel's saying to Belshazzar, don't you think? I don't know what the difference was up there, but I like this one. And... You understand something. What he's saying is you forgot history. You're forgetting exactly what you, need, what you learned from. If you read before this, the, uh, it's where there's a, God brings a, uh, a hand and writes it on the wall because what happens is Belshazzar did some, some pretty bad things. And so what I want to do is I want to go back to this. And I want to see really quickly, we have a few minutes to, to go over these, but the first point is, gonna be from, uh, is is that we need to understand that history is a big deal. Nebuchadnezzar he was one who would just... He's very Nebuchadnezzar was a guy who was very about himself, but he was humbled. That was Belshazzar's, the guy we're talking about, that was his dad. You know, uh, and so if you look in Daniel chapter 1, there were some lessons that Nebuchadnezzar, Belshazzar's... Uh, I'm sorry, yeah, King Belshazzar's dad, who he had to learn about because he walked in pride and had to be humbled. So it says, now I, Nebuchadnezzar... I'm sorry, Daniel 4.37... Daniel. I'm going to move around in Daniel, okay? So it says, Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven, for all his works are right and his ways are just, and those who walk in pride he is able to humble. Now, he learned this. He learned this the hard way. He decided that he was going to come against him, he was going to be honored more than anything else, and God, the, God of, the God of glory humbled him. I just want to make sure you understand something a little bit because we're talking about Nebuchadnezzar. And in his case, I mean, we're talking about Nebuchadnezzar's son, Belshazzar, but but he's repeating history. You see, pride always comes before destruction. Always. Every time your your pride gets in the way, something bad is going to happen. I've been there, done that, and I don't know how many people are, are, are willing to admit that. But when you put yourself in place before God, bad things happen. And so, part of part, it's, it's, it's a thing that many of us do. Many of us, pride comes before destruction. Many of us find ourselves there, but don't realize it. And why do you think we find ourselves there? It's okay for you to talk back, I don't mind. Because we, we're repeating what we shouldn't do. We do the same thing over and over again. I have to admit that I have different things that in my life that I do over and over again. I'm like, God, I want to stop doing that. Anybody else like that? You have the same kind of issue that you deal with And you go back on it, and you find out, I learned from that. Why am I doing it again? But maybe we didn't really learn from it. Because if you learn from it, what happens? You change. You do something different. And and, and I'm not proud to say that that's been a problem for me sometimes in life. But God has certainly humbled me when it happened. And I'm talking big time. So I don't know about you, but God used this part of history to remind... uh, Belshazzar in this case some things so uh, Belshazzar was doing boasting about himself he, was, he, he picked up right where Nebuchadnezzar the Mr. Proud and Bold picked up left off I guess you could say uh, Daniel 430 says is this not Babylon that I have built for a royal dwelling by my mighty power and for the honor of, his, of my majesty Daniel 430 is reminding us that pride comes before a fall Pride always leads to a fall. It's right there at the top of the list, as I've said. And America used to honor God unashamedly and openly, but we don't much anymore. It's almost like I, I, should, be, uh, I should feel bad because I stand up for, the, for the, the anthem or I put my hand over my heart for the flag. My, my arm got tired yesterday because the flag was going by so much at the parade. But uh, that's something that we can do, and that's not something I can force on anybody else, but it's also something I should be able to do and not feel not be ridiculed for, does that make sense? That's something that sacrifice, great sacrifice came and did for us. And we've forgotten how, what America's built upon. America's built upon the diversity of, uh, of who we are, and so even I'm not trying to make somebody ashamed of, of uh, being a person who doesn't want to stand for the flag or whatever, that's up to you. But we really don't want to let other people feel, that, feel bad if they do, and vice versa. If you, it's, if you don't go vice versa, then it's kind of like you're a, uh, you're a hypocrite, right? But who isn't a hypocrite? I think every person on this planet is. If you're, if you're a sinner, if you if died, if, if you're a sinner, even if you become a believer in Christ, we still have our days when we're hypocrites. We say one thing and we do another. I, 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 I'm just going to call it what it is. But that doesn't mean that we can't, make, we can't be right. And so we've fallen a long way from where we once were. I know a lot of people don't agree with that. But if you, do, if you don't agree with that, uh, I'd like you to go back and look at the culture of television. Do that for me. Go back to the early days of TV and watch what shows on were on then that reflected American culture then. And then look at the culture today that, that America's reflecting on TV today. And you tell me what the big difference is. It's really big because TV drives culture. It influences everything. If you don't believe it, then, then we wouldn't have these things with uh, uh, all the people online doing YouTube and all that. I got to stretch my knee out, sorry. With all the people doing uh, the different things and saying the different things because they wouldn't be seen. But if someone gets on a screen and talks to us, we make that a big deal. Rather than this. Yeah, I highlight my Bible too, by the way, if you don't do I do that a lot. But if you don't make this a big deal... You are going to neglect history because this is history. This is human history. Human history. Thank you. We've gotten so far off the the beaten path. And sometimes the beaten path is where we need to be, but sometimes we need to challenge that beaten path. But there's other places where you look at it and we go, what's happening? And I'm going to say this unfortunately, there are some, some huge, huge similarities between what happened in Babylon. In ancient Babylon and today in America. And I want to talk about those. So, the next part I want to talk to you about is the peril of neglecting sensibility. The peril of neglecting sensibility. It just makes sense, doesn't it? It, it? You just look at something and you go, well, does that make sense or not? And I think it's important that we read back. And so, let's look at Daniel chapter 1, five, one Sorry, Daniel chapter 5, verse 1. I'm going to read it to you. I didn't put that on the screen, but it's right there. Uh, king Belshazzar gave a great banquet For a thousand of his nobles And drank wine with them So we need to understand what's going on right there He's, ha- he's having a huge party right? He's, in order to understand that the king had lost All sense of reality around him We need to remember that outside the walls The Medes and the Persians surround the city His enemies Were surrounding the city And in the meantime, what's he doing? Having a big old party Is that, Does that make sense to you, any of you? Come on, come on, you guys got to talk back to me. He had a big party when he's being surrounded by his enemies. Does that make sense? It doesn't make any sense. Why would you sit here and, and waste all of your important people, whatever, the nobles and everybody, and sit there and say, okay, go ahead and drink up. Who cares what's going on outside? I, uh, I think a lot of us do that, and we take it and we lose all sense of reality and all sense of sensibility and thinking when we, when we blind ourselves with things that we shouldn't be doing. I uh, I uh, I'm not so much against alcohol itself, but I'm against the abuse of alcohol. Does that make sense? Too much of it, because I grew up with that. My dad, come to find out later in my life, when after he passed, my mom told me he was taking uh, a certain medicine for depression. I'm like, how long's he been taking that, mom? Well, since he quit drinking. You know why he quit? You know why he had to start taking that after he quit drinking? Because he was self-medicating with alcohol. Because he was miserable and depressed, and I didn't even know it, right in front of me, because he was usually drunk, and that's how he covered it. So it made me look at alcoholism in a whole different way. It made me look at my dad in a whole new way, not a bad way. made me realize my dad did the best he could. He did. He did the best he could, and he made me who I am today in a lot of ways, good and bad. But he taught me that things make sense. And he said things to me that were just direct. He didn't beat around the bush. God doesn't beat around the bush in the Bible, so to speak. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't mince words. He tells you how it is. And in this case, sensibility, the scent, it just makes sense. That's all gone. Something that's just naturally sensible is out of our, is out of our minds today. So inside, Belshazzar's partying, and that's a problem. So, you know, this was happening all around them. They were having problems. They were having issues. So what did Belshazzar do as he found out? He discovered some things. He lost all sense sense of sensibility, sense of sensibility. And some people today foolishly think that somehow God needs America to carry out his plan on earth. You know, America's a great place. But God doesn't need America for his plans to work. I love the United States of America. But I don't love the United States of America more than God. How about you? That's the problem. When we place a country or heritage above God. God should always be number one. Amen? Always. Always. And if he's not number one, you're going to find out there's problems. When you don't put him first, even in, first of all, in your marriage, well, your life, because you're not married when you're five, whatever. But you put him him first in your life. And then when you get married, you put him first in your marriage. And then when you have kids, you put him first with your kids. You love him before your kids because he is the one who's going to take care of your kids. I'm not saying don't love your kids. Although, you know, sometimes they're not very lovable. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking, but not. Anyway, um, <laughs> we all we lose, sense, we lose that sense of something stopping us from doing it. Because, you know, we're doing something we shouldn't be. In this case, he was partying when they were being surrounded again. He said, I don't, ha- I don't have enough time this morning to, to describe other various forms of perversion out there. There's so many. That's why I wanted you to go back and watch Leave it to Beaver. Or watch, uh, I can't think of another one, Leave it to Beaver is one of my favorites, or Andy Griffith or any of those guys, right? There was a time in this country when we wouldn't even show husband and wife in bed together. They were in separate beds. My favorite movie, uh, Christmas Story, they have separate beds, right? And so Ralphie runs back there and grabs his mom's magazine next to her bed, shoves his little article about the BB gun and puts it on her bed. Separate beds. That, I don't, I'm not saying we need to sleep in separate beds. Don't get everybody's going to leave here. Pastor Bruce said we need to sleep in separate beds. <laughs> I didn't say that. I said that's something they showed back in the, in the, in the old times, and they said they just didn't want to show that that kind of thing. It was like offensive back then. And there's something that we've lost. What is it? I think we're so focused on. Our, our senses. We're so focused on me, us, who, not God. And I think what it's done is it's, it's taken the leadership from the families, and, and, and specifically men. Men, they're supposed to lead their families. And if you don't believe me, look at some of the statistics out there that say what happens in a family that doesn't have the, the, a dad or a man, in, a man to look to for the kids? It leads to disastrous places. We just got done, or I didn't get to finish it, so I got to finish it with there, but we just got done doing uh, Better Man, uh, which is something for a few of us studied together, and we're going to introduce that, hopefully, here in a little while. But it talks big time about what it means to be a man in this time, time and age. You see... Men have stopped leading their families in spiritual and moral development. They just have. Why? I believe it's because they're focused on the wrong thing. They think they're focused on their family, but what they haven't done is they didn't put God first. They put family first, then God. Or maybe family, wife, God, whatever. Because if you, if you, if you don't believe me, then, then I'm not sure what else I can say to you to make you convinced that they're neglecting their wives and children in pursuit of material wealth and power. That's something that that blows my mind. You look at people who are in charge of our country and they're doing that every single day because they spend months away from their family. Not to mention those guys. and, 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 And then we have men who have left their wife for something dumb or whatever it is. Now, that's not a, that's not, that's not a uh, what do you call, that's not on everybody, but what I'm trying to say is they've been so busy with their jobs that they ignore their wives, their family, their children. I know this is heavy, but it's truth. I'm not going to avoid truth. You want me to avoid truth, and this isn't the right place for you to be. Amen? Amen. Thank you. So there's the danger of having sensibility, but there's also the danger of neglecting consideration. Daniel chapter 5, verse 3 and 4. Neglecting consideration, considering others before yourself. Let's talk about that for just a second, but let's read it. Now, while Belshazzar was drinking his wine, he gave orders to bring in the gold and silver goblets that Nebuchadnezzar, his father, had taken from the temple in Jerusalem so that the king and his nobles and his wives and his concubines might drink from them. That's bad. It's bad that they already stole this out of the temple. Took all this stuff when, they, when it was, you know, Then they shouldn't have. He had lost all, all sense of reality. He's lost all consideration, all, thinking it through. Should, I need to consider this first. I need to consider how this is going to impact not just me, but everybody else around me. As a pastor, uh, that's something I think about a lot. Sometimes I'm good at it, sometimes I'm not so good at it. I was talking with a friend of mine this morning who uh, I won't mention just because, but we were talking about putting things on Facebook. I can't put everything on Facebook that I want to put on there. I have individual thoughts. But what I say will reflect Chapel Grace as well. I need to remember that. But what I say will also reflect my Lord and Savior. And so sometimes I'm just driven to be able to tell truth Because it's what God wants me to do. But usually I share verses or something from, uh, you know, a little saying here and there. But I want you to know this pastor loves you, and I keep up with politics, and I keep up with things that are going to impact us. And I fight with them. I fight against them. Actively with my mind, with my that means praying, and uh, whatever else I need to do with my voting. But I'll never encourage you to vote I'll never, like, twist your arm to do what I do. I just hope you'll do what the Bible says to do. So I want you to understand something. Some of these men that have neglected their families, it's not their fault. It's how they were led. I came close to neglecting my family because my dad raised me in a way that, um, like I say, he tried to do his best, but he, he was absent a lot. But he was also present a lot. But even when he was present, he was absent. Because he wasn't himself, he was drinking. Does that make sense? Do you understand what I mean by that? Has anybody else been impacted by this, or am I the only one? Yeah, yeah. It's real, y'all. What's going on has a cause that could be eliminated, but we don't want to think about it. We're too busy worrying about other things than this. I'm not quite on that one yet, the admiration. I'm not quite there yet. Actually, I should say consideration. Did I say admiration? Oops, sorry. That's my next point, I think. Ah, admiration is good, too. Consideration, admiration. I didn't want, I, admiration is a word that I was going to use, but I want you to understand what I'm meaning by consideration. So Daniel 5, 3 to 4, and I just read that to you, I think. Yes, I did? Yeah. Uh, it says, so they brought in the gold goblets. Gold goblets. They shouldn't have done that. They did not give the correct admiration or consideration to God they should have they were worshipping other gods I'll sink that, let me let that sink in for a minute and let me ask you do you worship other gods I guarantee you all of you are going to say no I don't but I bet you you do I have I don't have my cell phone on I me mean, I'd hold it up I take it in here because I don't want it to ring in front of you guys I don't take it in here But uh, I told you, I like to have the newest cell phone out there. Although the one I have now is not the newest because I don't want another one. I'm learning, right? I love having the newest iPhone. That's not an endorsement for iPhones out there, by the way. You can have whatever phone you want. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm ready to go back to the flip phones. You know, the old school, whatever phones that don't do anything but just ring and tell you that somebody's wanting to help you rather than notify you that somebody's new on the internet the danger of neglecting consideration considering god first admiration to god i'm going to read to you daniel chapter 5 verse 5 it says right here the finger of a man's hand appeared and wrote opposite the lampstand on the plaster of the wall if you understand what's happening you need to read to get the context you need to go back and read from chapter from verse 1 but right after he had that, he got those goblets and they were drinking wine from those that, that came from the temple, a hand wrote on the wall. And he, couldn't, he didn't understand what it was saying. He didn't get it. So he asked for help. What, what am I going to do here? He asked for help from other people, from divinity, diviners and all those kind, different, different places, but he, he, they couldn't get it. They called them their wise men. But they couldn't read it. It's verse eight it says, The king the king's wise men came in, but they could not read the writing or tell the king what it meant. So that made the king, he was terrified even more. What does this how about you? If you had a hand writing on the wall after you did something, what would you do? What'd you do? Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Or you might do it might be a scooby and shaggy moment, go boom, and run out, right? Either way, it's going to cause you to think. Right? Belshazzar was, not, Belshazzar was not thinking correctly. So God corrected him. With the hand, his hand. And he wrote on the wall. He wrote on the wall. And he told him, bad things are going to happen. And Daniel, that's what that other part was. Daniel interpreted it. Because they couldn't find anybody to do it. And then the queen came to the king and said, I remember a guy named Daniel. A guy named Daniel. But he has his name changed from Daniel, from the first king, to uh, another name. But let's just go with Daniel, because that's what I want to go with. And that's what she said. She said, Daniel. He was called in, and he could interpret things that others couldn't. So they called him in and said, listen, as Daniel stands, and I want you to hear what Daniel says as he stands before them. He's called in to do this, and before he interpreted the handwriting on the wall, he preached a sermon with three points. Did you know that? He preached. He said first, uh, he, there was first the, the power of the word. The power comes from God, the word of God. And he said there, there's, there's a word about pride. He said pride is a big deal. So he said, first of all, power comes from God. Do you believe that like a few of you do i think i want you to understand power comes from god doesn't come from the things we own doesn't come from the position we have in our jobs because sometimes we take that power over people and use it in a bad way that's why we've gotten to some places in america today because we've forgotten the past We've forgotten it. We didn't consider God in what we were doing. The last part was a word about punishment. So he says, hey, listen up. There's power here that you're ignoring, and it came from God. There's, you're, you're, you're having pride. You're serving your pride, not God. And there's a big punishment coming. And it took all of this King, even King Nebuchadnezzar to come to, come to understanding his dad. I mean, I mean Belshazzar's dad, King Nebuchadnezzar. See Daniel four thirty two says the most high rules in the kingdom of end and gives it whomever he chooses. God puts people. God allows certain people to be in place and power, not you and me. I know that we go. Oh, our voting. It, it, that's true. But that's how God uses that. God doesn't grab somebody by the hand and, you know, he might in some cases. But you understand that it's, it's God who does this. You see, the Most High does this. And, and so Daniel applied the text after he said that. And, and he said in Daniel five twenty two and 23, which I'm going to read to you again. I'm going to read what I have written down here. And you, his son Belshazzar, have not humbled your heart, though you knew all this, But you've lifted yourself up against the Lord, and the vessels of his house have been brought in before you, and you and your lords and your wives and your concubines have drank from them wine from them, and you have praised the gods of silver and gold, of bronze, iron, wood, and stone, which do not see, hear, or know, but the God in whose hand is is your breath, and who are all your ways, you have not honored. Daniel five, twenty-two to twenty-three. We can't forget these things. We've gone blind to the fact, like Babylon did, that, and we've made our, our problems, they're not primarily, they shouldn't be primarily political, economic, or social. What is our biblical problem? What are we doing that we're not supposed to be doing, and who are we honoring that we're not honoring? Is God number one? I can't change America. I wish I could. I can't even change you. All I can do is change me through his power. And so as we read back in the history of the Bible of the Israelites, we find that even they became blind to some certain facts. We do too. So we go back to the banquet The writing on the wall. You've probably heard that before. If the writing is on the wall, you know, when somebody says it's obvious, it makes sense. The writing's on the wall. Where do you think they got that from? Did you ever know that? They got it right from here. The writing's on the wall. That's not original to somebody in America, okay? It's original to the Bible. The writing's on the wall. I just hope hope God doesn't have to do that to us. Right on the wall. But if you're like me, there's scripture all over your walls. I print them off and I put them everywhere. In my office, in my mind, there's like little tags in my mind. It's weird, right? But it's true. That's why I highlight. Listen. The ballroom became a a scene of fright and terror as his hand wrote on the wall. Should we be afraid today? Not if we're doing what God wants. All men are not bad men. So if you guys thought that's what I was saying, that's not what I'm saying. There's a lot of great women out there raising their families because a man isn't. But there's a lot of men out there raising their families even though if that wasn't their original family. And they're doing a fantastic job. We need leadership is what I'm trying to say. And that leadership needs to come from here first. needs to start here. Well, in here. With God. And in here. Because this will influence here. Daniel five thirty to 31 says, That very night, while Babylon had partied with no sense, it says, that very night, Belshazzar the Chal- Chaldean king was killed. And Darius the Mede received the kingdom, being about 62 years old. That very night, while Babylon had partied with no, no sense of restraint or remembrance, the armies of the Medes and Persians diverted the Euphrates into swampland and they marched right into the city through driver, a driver rid and ran under the city walls and took the city. Right under their noses. Listen, God's judgment is certain. And who knows how close we might be to our number being called. I mentioned earlier that my dad lived to 62. It's not very old. I'm getting close to that. And I hope I don't follow in his footsteps there. But God God is the one who determines the amount of days we have on this planet, not us. And believe me, there should be many times that I shouldn't be here. A lot of dumb things like jumping from a second story window and pretending to hit my friend in the car and run out and jump out like we're fr- going to fight each other so people can go, what the heck? What's going on? Yeah, I did a lot of those dumb things when I was a kid. But I learned from them. I don't do them again much. Except <laughs> so we do, we do uh, don't take offense to this, but we do what's called a Chinese fire drill in the truck. Well, I don't do it anymore because I'm not a youth pastor. I don't know if Jared does it, but stop at an intersection and make all the kids get out and run around the car. That, that has nothing to do with anything I'm saying. But, and leave everybody in there. It's fun. You have to tr- I'll tell you about it later if you want to know what it, please. I get, I get distracted, I'm sorry, I squirrel So My point is this Who knows how close we might be To facing God's judgment I don't know All I can do is look at the days and the times And go, we're real close We're real close We're real close, y'all If I were here When Nazi Germany tried to take over the world I'd be saying that then but we've got a crazy, there's a bunch of crazy people out there that want to take over the world. But they can't unless God allows them to. And they can't keep it permanently. So I'm not really afraid of them. I'm more, I'm not even, I, I guess I am, I have a fear of God. I'm more afraid of God than anything else in a good way. I have a fear of what God can do and will do sometimes. That's a healthy thing. And I think that's what we've lost is the fear of God. We don't believe that he's going to do something. We don't believe that anything's going to happen. We don't don't remember the things that have gone on before us. I started to follow in my dad's footsteps. And I thank you, Lord, every day that you came and intersected my life and changed that. My life changed completely the day I received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And then it changed for the better, even a few years later, because I learned more. And how did I learn more? Well, I went to church, but I read this more. And I applied this in my life. Today wasn't so much about political truths or any of those things. It's about remembering history. America has a pretty unique history. Not very many countries have the same history as America. We're one of the youngest. And we tried to be a shining light to the world. And I've heard people say, I love America. My hope is in there. But if if your hope is in in the American dream, you've missed out. My hope is in God, not the American dream. Because the American dream says to work hard, buy a house and have kids and retire and live happily ever after. But uh, that's not always the case. We can live happily, but God needs to be number one. So on this Memorial Day, We remember all those who gave so much for the freedoms we enjoy. And I hope that we're reminded that in the words of Daniel, the most high still rules over the affairs of men. Daniel chapter 4, verse 32. I pray that we humble ourselves. So as I close in prayer, I'm praying that whatever I said today had an impact. And also, I want to make sure that everyone understands I wasn't even trying to get into the whole thing about the national anthem and the flag and all those things. That's up to you to decide what you want to do there because again that's if it's doing something against God we need to make sure that we're doing right that flag doesn't come before God do you understand what i mean that flag rules over that flag what's that flag the christian flag that rules more than that should in our life and this is how we follow it this is how we find it this is how we do it so we've lost all sense. Of, we've lost all all idea about history we don't follow it why because we don't read it we don't read history anymore which is what the bible is it's truth a lot of historians go back to this a lot of people go back to the bible to find out so i'm going to close in prayer and i'm not apologizing because if i said something today it wasn't because i said it, it's because it's what god wanted me to say but I do pray that you heard something from God today I did I guess I should tell you that um, God changed my message last night and this morning this is a different message than what I had written all week sometimes I get myself in a little bit of trouble when I do that but usually I don't I don't know what made me think about it this way but history can't. History is repeating itself too often. Do you guys agree with that? It's okay if you don't. I just don't want to go backwards. I want to go forwards. And I want to go forwards with God. What about you? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Lord Father, I know that t- today is a day of remembrance for all those in our, our country's military. Who died for us. But God may we not forget all those in other countries who died for us as well. They died for their country, they died for our country. World War One, World War Two, and many other war and many other wars. Lord, that's just part of what happens sometimes in human culture and human history that we go to war. I don't like it. But it happens. Sometimes it's necessary. God, you've wiped out entire cultures before. I'm not, I'm not advocating that because you're God and I'm not. What I am saying is, Father, may we always go back to what's happened and learn from it. God, I'm a hard-headed person. I'm like a donkey. I want my way. And I know that there's a lot of other people like that too, God. Would you break us? And would you make us more like you today? Would Father, would we remember the, the idea that when we neglect history, we neglect you? And Lord, when we, when we neglect sensibility, Father, when we just lose all sense of reality, Father, that we remember who you are, God, and come back to it. And then also, God, there's an idea of neglecting discipline. We don't have any self discipline. I forgot to say that one. God, but you know what we did in person and what we're supposed to talk about. God, you know everything. Father I'm asking you I felt maybe today like I was all over the place but instead I know I was where you wanted me to go because you led this message today as you do every Sunday help us to go out today and we to barbecues and pool parties and whatever else God maybe put you first Maybe we pray before we eat and may we think before we act and may we just love you more every day and God may we, may we rise up as leaders in our families Men and women. May our families reflect your goodness, your graciousness, your sensibility, and your love. Lord, I'm, I'm nobody by myself, but I'm everything with you. When I have you, God, I'm a 10. Without you, I'm a zero. And so, Lord, I place my faith in you. I ask you to guide my, all of my ways. All my ways. I want to acknowledge you, God. In all my ways. And when I don't, remind me of those things. So I put you in the center of my life. In the center of my family's life. In the center of my of my, daughter, my granddaughter's life, Abigail, and she's coming soon. I'm still, I'm praying for her right now, God, and all of our grandchildren and our children that we would model your righteousness, your goodness, and your holiness. Not the culture's, but yours. I know we'll look different, God, but that's okay. We're supposed to stand out in society. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' precious name I pray. And we all say, I'm going to sit here for just a minute while we, get, while you guys stand up and pray and sing. I'm going to sing, Good, Good Father. Now understand, God is a great, great Father. He's not just good, He's great, He's awesome, He's the best. So as we sing this, sing out loud to God. Sing proud to God. And ask Him, where am I not acknowledging you, God, in my life? Maybe you could do that as you sing today. Go ahead, let's take it away, guys.
1: I've heard Thousand stories of what they think you're like, but I've heard a tender whisper of love in the dead of night, and you tell me that you're pleasing that I'm never alone you're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are and I am loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I for we
2: say a word you're a good
1: goodbye perfect in all of your ways you are perfect in all of your ways to us it's love so undeniable I I can hardly speak peace so unexplainable as you call me, deeper still as you call me, deeper still as you call me, deeper still into love, 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 you're a good, good God to you are? I am who I am. You're perfect because you are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. To us, you are perfect because you are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways to us.
2: We, we know sometimes, God, that we want to serve you and and sometimes we stumble. And so God, I'm just saying that Lord, when we stumble that you would just pick us back up and I know you will. Lord, I think about the, the, the poem footprints, footprints in the Sand and how there's, there's, two, there's only one set of footprints. And the poet says, where were you in those times when I needed you? And he says, I was there with you because I was the one carrying you. Those are my footsteps. Lord God, Thank you. Thank you that you can carry us in times of trouble. Thank you that you do that. And so, Lord, when we find ourselves outside of you, we find ourselves just repeating the things that we've done in the past. May we hear your voice. May we turn to you. And may we understand you're there and you love me because you're my father. You're a good good Father. So lead us today. Guide us today. Tomorrow. Next week. Next year. And for the rest of our lives. Help us as we go home today. Keep us safe. And be with every person that wasn't able to be here today, traveling, whatever they're doing, because it's a crazy weekend. We love you in Jesus' precious name we pray. And everybody says amen. Okay, go do whatever you want to do. Derby or whatever. I don't care. Go have fun.